Mm, you have any you have any green flags or red flags, Ryan? It's so but it's so crazy to me that they listen to Joe Rogan is even a question. Well, I think because listening to Joe Rogan has become sort of a cultural identifier at this point. Oh, you know? wow. Because they, cause they, they, it's it's similar to refusing. Like, okay, to you listen to Joe Rogan, but do you hear Joe Rogan? Because <laughs> some people, you know, because I think most of Rogan's listeners listen when he's talking to someone that they are interested in. That's probably true. And that can vary wildly from like a fighter to a scientist to a p- political person. Yeah. The political people are the worst episodes. Trying to be doing that bullshit. 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 Yeah, I wish he would stop talking to politicians, man. It can suck. We're back. We're back. Hopefully <laughs> with a video this time, which I think we will have. Which we probably, yeah, you know, we should happen. <laughs> uh, episode, what, 80? 81, sir. 81, right. We hitting milestones out this bitch. I'm going to create um, a little AI-generated Brian Simpson, so we don't we never have to record video ever again. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, the strike the strike ended today for the writers. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. Um. So it looks like uh, Drew Barrymore was it Drew Barrymore that crossed the picket line? It was Drew Barrymore. I think Jimmy Fallon crossed the picket line, and yeah, Drew so, Barrymore and Bill Maher. So, yeah, all these com- well, big Bill Maher started to, and then he thought he thought better of it. <laughs> so of of the three, he's the best one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we're back. I don't know if it's any. I haven't really been paying attention to the news this week. I've been busy as fuck. Um, I did buy a car that immediately had to go into the shop. So a brand new car. So that's that word. That's that's what I'm dealing with right now. Just you know, just my luck. Um, I wanted to get to some of these emails right away because we sometimes we go we do them last. Sure. And uh, I don't want to forget any of these. Well, there's three. I think I see. Um, let's start with uh, Darren. Okay. Hey, Brian, first heard you on Rogan and enjoyed your sense of humor. Check your podcast out because you seemed not only funny, but intelligent. I am both of those things. As I listened to episode 79 and your thoughts on the nature of corporations, it made me want to jump out of my office window. What are your thoughts on pursuing a life path outside of the norm? Sounds like your path has been difficult. Being a homeless vet and working your way to success, should I keep the corporate grind going or try something new? Let me know. What do you think, Darren? Well, uh, Darren, I think that's a that's a very personal decision. I mean, there's no wrong answer. You know, I mean, I, I feel like it, you know, it depends on it depends on what's gonna give you the most peace of mind, you know. For me, when I had a safe corporate job, it was fucking killing me, you know. I was making good money. I was pretty good at my job, I guess. But I, but it felt so empty to be. It was like it was really fucking with my head. And I knew that it, I couldn't sustain it long term, you know. So that's when I started trying to pursue other things. I tried to go back to school, to, you know. Uh, so it, it wasn't. It, it's not really a. 
there's no right or wrong answer. You just got to decide what's best, what's best for you. You know, if your, if your life never changed from what it is now, could you deal with that? You know, do you got a wife and kids that depend on you? So that's the other thing too. It's like, it's easy to talk that dream shit. You know, when all you got to take care of is yourself, you know, but once you got, once you throw a baby in the mix, you throw a wifey in the mix. Now, now your decisions affecting other people, so that's a whole other thing. And some comics do it. I have no fucking idea how. The only comic I know that did it successfully from scratch, already having a family, is Dustin Nickerson. You might not know his name. He's very, very funny. I started with him in San Diego. Um, he tours all around. He opens for Taylor Tomlinson. Um, but that's the homie. And I don't know how, I mean, he did it because cause, cause his, his wife ten toes down. You know what I mean? His his wife is all in about it. Like, I, like that's, that's the other thing. Like, I feel like if you, have a, if you have a spouse that's resistant to it, and some of them understandably would be, you know, it's like if you ain't, and, and I don't think he just hopped right into comedy. He had a job for a long time until, you know, maybe four years ago, five years ago. So he was doing a job and doing comedy, but his wife supported all of it. You know what I'm saying? Whether that be selling merch, editing the podcast, I don't know what you know what all she contributes, but I know she contributes to it all. You know, so um, actually that's not true too. I knew another guy actually, but he didn't he he didn't succeed. So yeah, that's that's it's tough to do it with a family, and and, and maybe you when you say dreams, you're not talking about comedy, um, but whatever your dreams, I mean, you got to weigh the you got to weigh the pros and cons. There's no easy answers. You know, and uh, and 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 uh, what matters is whether you're able to live with the consequence of your choice, and that takes a lot of self reflection and self honesty that I don't think a lot of people uh, really possess. That's, that's a muscle you have to work, being logical and being reasonable, and and that sort of thing. So, let me know what you decide. Yeah, I'd love to know. All right, next one. Do you have Do you have any any advice on how he can like? Is there a process that he can undertake to figure out what the pros and cons are, or is it um, just you just got to look inside yourself? I don't know, man. Uh, psilocybin. Facts. If you can get a hold of some mushroom, because I because I feel like the thing about shrooms is they keep you from. Lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while the shrooms are active, you kind of have to be honest in your brain. Like, like the lie, the little lies you tell yourself every day, you can't, you can no longer do that. Right. So, you know, maybe a little psilocybin. Um, but no, I don't, I don't have any exercises or anything. You know, I don't have a pamphlet or a booklet. Do you, Rob? Do you have anything you can recommend? I think you should write it down, honestly. Like, it's real easy to get up in your head and have a bunch of different pros and cons kind of floating around. But if you actually write down what your plans are, what your goals are, you know, a year from now, five years from now, et cetera, because that, right. that, that's all going to be specific to him, you know, like you said, if he's married, if he has a kid, if he wants a kid, if he wants to own a house, like, there's certain compromises you might have to make for stability if that's important to you. For some people, that's not important to them. And for those people, they should definitely quit the rat race and pursue their dreams. 
but some people are willing to take that hit and work a job, work a nine to five that they might not be particularly excited about to have health insurance and pay for a mortgage and pay for their kids daycare and all that stuff. But I yeah. would say I would say just write it, write it down. Otherwise, you just have it kind of floating in your head, you yeah. know. Because you could also be like, you know what? I don't love my family that much and abandon them. Facts. You know what I mean? Catch me on the back end with that child support. <laughs> Which I can't pay because I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a win-win or like a win-draw. I don't know. Good luck getting uh, blood from a stone, baby. Next one is from Z Money. Z Money. Hello, uh, well, you spelled my name wrong, first of all, Z-Money. It's, it's Brian, not Brain. And this this happens to every Brian. Every Brian whose name is spelled properly with the I-A-N. Um, we get Brain. We get Brain quite often. I'm going to say maybe 10% of the time it's Brain. Um, I've had transactions denied because of this. I've had benefits uh, had to be reapplied for because somebody wrote Brain. Um, I've even had family members write brain and it's, uh, I notice it every single time, uh, there's Z money. <clears throat> anyway, hello, Brandon Rob. I'm 23 years old and I've been listening to this podcast for a year now after finding you on Joe Rogan about two years ago. Joe Rogan is like Dr. Dre and you are like 50 cent. Tim Dillon is like Eminem. I love the show and I look forward to it every weekend i would like to get your advice seeing as i'm coming up to a crossroad in my life soon well first of all eminem brought 50 cent in the game so I, your analogy is very 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 loose at the top you know but i do see what you're trying to do there and i appreciate it i'm i'm an e4 in the army my job is so cushy it feels like i'm in the air force Woo! of course that's nice and all but I'd actually want to be something more respected and way higher paying. I've been pursuing an associate's degree in pre-nursing to reach the aberration. That's not what that word means. Yeah, or reach that aberration, it says. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I see I see what Z Money is is, uh, is going here. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if aberration is being used properly here either. But I also don't know exactly what the proper use would be. I mean, I know how to use it for me in the situations that I would use it, but you know, I haven't looked at the dictionary to be like, oh, you can use it right here too. Maybe, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Seeing as the closest thing I am right now, job wise, is a nurse. Okay, wait a minute. So you get an associate's degree. I mean, is it an English class involved in this? Because it's a lot of spelling errors. I'm seeing a lot of grant grammatical things, but that's that's neither here nor there. You're a nurse job-wise, okay? But And that feels like you in the Air Force? I feel like you're leaving something out. Maybe you're one of those nurses that don't do shit. you like a hospice nurse in the Army? What, what is E4? Hospice? What is E4? It's just a pay grade? Yeah, E4 is a pay grade. Okay. It's, the, it's uh, I guess, in, in, see, in the Marine Corps, he would be a, an NCO. That's the lowest level of NCO, non-commissioned okay. officer. Um... But uh, yeah, but yeah, E four. They basically E fours. E fours in every branch get paid the same. Okay. Ba same base pay. So yeah. Okay. It's not that high. It's not that low. 
It's it's right. Th- it's the first rank where you start to have a little bit of power. Okay. You know, depending on unless you're, uh, you know, unless you're like a like a grunt or something, where like sometimes like lance corporals have some power. E threes have a little power. But anyway, um, uh, but in the army, E four, that's not bad. Not bad. Um, so the army has a program where upon you're killing me, you're killing me, Z money. Where were upon you wrote? Okay, um, but I'm gonna read it how you intended. The army has a program whereupon completion of an associate's degree in pre-nursing. We we got to get some commas in here, bro. We got to get some commas, some semicolons. <sighs> Good Lord Jesus. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> here we go. The army has a program whereupon completion of an associate's degree in pre-nursing. I could apply for nursing schools around my area to go to university for two years while in the Army. Currently, I am 12 classes away from an associate's degree, and I can probably complete eight to nine classes this year. To follow through with this program, I was thinking of re-enlisting for one year to stay in my current area to complete my class and then apply for the nursing program. If everything goes smoothly, I will commission as a nurse in the Army in three to four years. Oh, so you'll be an officer, I'm guessing you're saying. An officer nurse? Okay, I th- I because commission, I, I don't know what he means, but I, what I'm thinking he means is in this context, commission means be, get get become an officer. Um, so yeah, I don't know if the, maybe that's how the army does things. What have you? Okay, but so if everything goes smoothly, I will commission as a nurse in the army in three to four years. The thing that has me extremely indecisive is I just spent the last six months in Tokyo for an army deployment, in parentheses, in uh, in quotation marks. See, I was sitting there talking all that shit. I love my (laughs) life over there. I hate driving, and the prevalent use of public transportation made my heart do a backflip. All the women are beautiful, and I even had a little girlfriend over there. Sleeping with a Japanese girl after realizing the backdrop of World War II really made me count my blessings. But I'm telling you, I pulled more holes in the last in the first three months in Japan than I did here in the U.S. in the last two years. Reading books, listening to podcasts like yours on the train was a simple joy that I love. The lack of crime and the political unrest was really a relief. Even my work life was a tad bit better. Pursuing nursing school in Tokyo is not a real viable option. I extremely doubt I'll be able to apply for schools in America while I'm not even in the country. The Army may say, boy, we're not letting you do this program. You're 2,500 miles away. These are the options I see it. Please point out a missing option. A, get out of the Army in a year. Pursue my education without the Army, not including GI Bill. Why are you not including the GI Bill? Oh, you're saying, okay, I get it. Pursue your options without the Army, but you will use the GI Bill. Okay. B, re-enlist, extend for one more year, and go to nursing school and commission as an officer in the Army. C, re-enlist and go to Tokyo for the next three years. It's a challenging choice because I only want to go to school to make more money. But what is the whole point of making money? To do things you like, right? I could just kind of skip that step and go to Tokyo, something I like. But I know if I'm choosing that I if I'm choosing that, I'm putting my career development on hold for fun. Let me know your thoughts. Love Z Money. Well, listen, I think you just answered your question. You know, it's kind of it's kind of very along the lines of what I said to the last guy. 
There is no wrong choice. Right? But what's going to give you the most peace of mind? What decision? Because here's, here's the other thing. You can go to Tokyo and, and then get out and then go be a nurse. You can, I, I mean, Tokyo sounds like you had peace. It sounds like you had love, possibly. It sounds like you really enjoy living over there. Who's to say what opportunities will present themselves while you're over there in Tokyo? Um, and, and, you know, and what is the point of you making more money? Okay, so you're going to, you're going to really listen to Army, commissioned as a nurse, and then, okay, then you're going to be making more money, and then what? You're going to be making more money and be miserable? You're going you're gonna to be making more money and still feel unfulfilled? Um, is it possible for you to commission as a nurse and then go and then go to Tokyo? Also, how the fuck do you know you're going to Tokyo if you re-enlist? Is that like a like you get first dibs? Because I know they I know they let you they let you pick where you want to go, but it's but they always got that. At least when I was in, it was the the needs of the Marine Corps, you know. So it mean it basically means we'll try to get you what you want, but you might you might not get it, and ain't shit you can do about it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if it's you know again, I don't want to tell you what decision to make, but. If, it, if these were my choices, I'm going to Tokyo. You know? You got peace. You got woman. Um, and you don't need money. You're, you know? You're deployed. And, uh, you know, but but again, I don't... I, that's your experience. I don't know what, what it was really like, what it's really worth to you. Um, but let me know what you decide, Z-Money. But my... If you're asking me to vote, I'm going to see. I'm going to see out here. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you can, if you can get, if you can re-enlist and get paid to be in Tokyo, and just keep doing all the shit that you were doing when you were fucking killing it in there, then why not go for that? Yeah, but also it says here that if he he can re-enlist and extend for one more year and go to nursing school, commission as officer. So that's one more year. If you can extend for one more year and go to nursing school, maybe yeah. And then you can go to why can't why you can't go to Tokyo after that? I mean, maybe that's what he's saying is an option. If that's an option, that sounds great. Yeah, if you I mean, can one year is not that much time. Yeah, one year ain't shit. Get but he said he can get out of the army in a year and pursue his education without the army. Yeah, man, maybe learn a little Japanese, man. <laughs> get over there where you where you was feeling yourself, you know. Also, I'm going to guess this guy is, what, early 20s? We can, how long does it take to become E4? Mid, um, mid-20s? Mid-20s? He's 23. 23, you said. Okay. Yeah, man. When you're 23, a year is a lot longer than what it... It seems a lot longer than what it really is. I'm telling you, as a 38-year-old, a year ain't shit. No, yeah. You know, no. I was, um, I was reading something about this a couple years ago about how since time is relative... Right, the reason years seem longer when you're sh- younger and shorter when you're older is because um, it's because of relativity. Like when you're like when you're when you're five, a year your only reference is your previous five years. So a year a year is twenty percent of your life. 
So it feels like that, you know, but when you're 50, a year is one fiftieth of your life. So it seems like it's flying by because you have all the other years to compare it to. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid and my parents would, you know, talk about, you know, Oh, when we lived in long beach or whatever, and they'd be like, wait, when did we live in long beach? And they'd have to like narrow down the time span. And that oh, yeah. blew my mind as a kid, because when you're a kid, like if you're 10 years old, you really only remember the last four years. Right. So, so we're, we're narrowing it down is pretty easy because you're just like, oh yeah, that was two years ago. But when you're an adult, it gets a little bit, a little bit tougher. Let us know what you decide, uh, Z Money, and whether you uh, invest in that spell check. If you're not in the blazing heat of Austin, it's starting to get chilly outside. If you've ever wished you could have a little jacket for your dick, you're in luck. Sheath Underwear has two pouches, one for your dick and one for your balls. It keeps things separated so you can get on with your life without having anything mashed together down there. Um, I personally use sheath. All my underwear have been changed to sheath. Um, I still keep on the campaign to get them to make the dick pocket bigger, but that's just me. You know, um, we need, we, we need, who, we're the ones for the girthy boys. Um, no, seriously though, uh, sheath underwear is so comfortable and breathable and you're never going to want to wear anything else. Try them one time. If you don't have a dick, sheath still has something for you. Check out their sports bralettes, boxer briefs, and boy shorts for the ultimate in comfort and style. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use BS to get 20% off your first order. Plus, Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code BS. Get Sheath Underwear, support the show, support your balls. You already know and love DoorDash for delivery your favorite hangover meal straight to your door. Now, they're offering grocery delivery too. So, you pretty much never have to leave your home again with DoorDash Grocery Delivery. You can get exactly what you want delivered right to your door. Uh, yes, DoorDash has saved me plenty of time uh, by not having to leave my house. You know, the game's on. I forgot food. I get to order wings. You know, those sorts of things. Um, you know it. You love it. It comes in perfectly handy. You trusted DoorDash to bring you nachos when you were drunk at 2 a.m., and now they're here to help you stock the pantry. Like a true friend, they've seen you through good times and bad. So sit back, relax, and let DoorDash bring you that head of lettuce you need for dinner. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use BS at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BS. Don't forget, that's code BS for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Um, okay. Darren. Uh, okay, Darren. <clears throat> By the way, guys, if you write into the show, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to uh, read your name as the name you sign off the email with. So, you know, if you don't want your real name or you want a fake name or you have some kind of pseudonym, um, I'm going to read whatever's at the end. Uh, so, you know, if you're trying to hide, need to hide your identity or whatever. And also, please change the names of people involved you know, so you don't get sued or whatever. If if it's some kind of juicy, uh, spicy story, so also try. A, so we don't have a Hassan Minaj situation on our hands, right? And try your best to include uh, whatever episode you're referencing. And if there's a timestamp, oh, you deserve blowjobs. Okay, 
Matt. Okay. Matt, the New York Times. Oh, this is about the Hassan. Okay. The New York Times was doing an article on him, him being Hassan Minaj. They fact-checked his story. The girl from prom is married to another Indian. She got mad threats and hate because of his BS. Listen to the anthrax on his kid's story and tell me it's fine. The news is he's lying blatantly for clout. Yes, it's a BS story in regards to Ukraine. I don't know what that means. I really think you guys missed the mark on where this came from, so it jades your ideas on it. Anyways, love the show. Keep it up. Listen, you know what? <clears throat> That's why that episode was called Ultra Crepidarian. We speak... Uh, I always speak uh, very in depth on things that I have no expertise on, uh, but also listen. I get I get where it's coming from. Like I just don't. How, how do I put it? Because look, I I understand. You know, I heard who who put it the best. Giannis Papas, I think, had the best take on it, and he he said, "Yeah, comedians make things up, but you can't say that it's true." You know, that's the other thing. You can, and here's the other thing, you can make things up for a laugh. People no, people don't have any problem with you making things up to make them laugh. But if you solicit any other emotion with the, with the lie, people don't like that shit. Laughter is the only emotion that, you, that you're allowed to solicit with, with a lie. People are fine with that. You know, that's what pranks are. That's what jokes are. Um... But if you solicit any other emotion, people have a fucking problem with that, you know? And again, um, I haven't talked to Hassan uh, since then. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, at the same time, it's like, because I hear, you know, I've watched the reaction to a lot of this online and it's like, this girl got mad threats. And I'm like, look, man, I, I don't need that. Because everyone always says they get death threats. You know, you ever notice how none of those people ever die? Because <laughs> that, that's just a way to like bolster your shit. I got death threats. Okay, fine. But, you know what, what does that what does that mean? Somebody says something in your DMs. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I I feel like death death threats are the least. You know that is the le- that's the least indicator of whether you about to die. You know, that's the least powerful, you know, but it, it is something that you can, because it's something you can say is happening without having to prove that it's happening. Well, you know? I mean, I think a lot of times people can prove that it's happening. I, I take your point that they almost never do. They never, they never, they never follow through on it, but it's not that they never follow through on it. And then also, I think that, I mean, just nobody should be sending death threats to somebody because that is scary even if it's not even if there's a infinitesimal chance that they're going to carry through on it like that ruins your think about how much it ruins your fucking day if you just get like a shitty response to a reddit post right yeah but but no but my point is somebody that really intends on killing you 99 times out of 100 they're not going to tell you first you know yeah the 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 death threats are usually coming from people that just want to say some shit um if they're even real in the first place you know, like every time a politician gets in trouble, they to me, to me, to, it's like this. To me, death threats are the are like uh, it's right up there with I'm taking some time off to be with my family. You know, it's like I don't know if that's true. That's what you're supposed to say to make the story sound good. But I don't you know, I, I don't have any proof that this is happening. So that doesn't to me, that doesn't make that doesn't change where I, how I feel about any of this. 
Um, it, it, but it, you know, but again, it is fucked up, you know, to 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 like lie on a real person that's actually alive. That, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it is fucked up. Not, Regar- regardless of whether she got death threats, it's right. it's fucked up to put somebody's name out there and. <laughs> Basically, yeah, portray also, their like, family I as mean, racist. It, also, it's a weird, it's a weird choice to use her real name in a lie, too. Like, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know, because I didn't see the first, but I didn't see Prom King, which is what this is. This where's where's this story was told. Um, but it's also wild. Um, yeah, it's a wild choice. I, I, you know, to be fair, I, I did read something. I don't know if this is true, but I did read that. He did not use her real name in the actual taped special, so he had he had used it in like the show, you know. So like there, it was it was publicly available and known and oh, everything, yeah. well, but it wasn't well, like in the final edit. I, oh, yeah, but well, I, I could well, be wrong. Well, Netflix, with that. Netflix probably nah, Netflix probably put a kibosh on that shit. Okay, yeah, then maybe that's what happened. Because they 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 tried to come, you know, they told me like, hey, you know, you know, is your grandmother alive? I'm like, yeah. you think she would be okay? I was like. No, she's an asshole. She's not gonna be okay with it, you know. So it's you know it's that kind of thing. But I still I still did it. Um, I really think you guys missed the mark. Yeah, we do. We miss it sometimes. Um, but uh, but yeah, the anthrax on the kid story. That's that's wild. That's wild. And and that's the thing is like, uh, you know, Hassan's the homie. Like, you know, we ain't super tight. Like, we talk every day type of shit. But, and 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 obviously, I think we're not close enough that I feel like I could call him right now and be like, "Yo, what's up? You know, what's this about?" Um, but th- this is real wild, surprising to me. Um, yeah, the anthrax on the kid thing. That's a. Uh, that's a that's a that's a toughie. That's a toughie. It's a tough one to deal with. Um, what I'm interested to see is how this is going to affect him moving forward. Yeah, because his whole thing was kind of like this this one man showish kind of storytelling ish thing. You know, it wasn't really like pure stand up. You know, so, you know, I don't know if you, like, how can you keep doing that? Like, how can you go forward with that, with the, with the storytelling narrative when they've, when they've already fucked up, fuck with your, you know, your reputation is shot. Even though I think probably most people don't care, to be honest with you. Um, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very specific demographic that's upset about this. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think uh, I don't know I don't know what his fan base is. I think his fan base is mostly brown people and, and I don't white think liberals. They can, yeah, I don't think they care really. To be honest with you, but who knows? I mean, because I don't I don't know how much this damages his um I don't know how much this damages the extent to which people want to listen to him. You know? Ultimately, that's what it all comes down to. Right. Because because at the at the end of the day, he is one of the best at um, that sort of 
I don't know, that Daily Show, John Stewart kind of exposition. I mean, he kind of, I don't know if he invented it, but his show on Netflix was pretty good in terms of like exposing news stories and shit like that. And like, I, I don't know what to call it, educational comedic news, whatever the fuck that is. It's like comedic political commentary. Right, like, right, right. And I think he's one of he's one of the best at that, comedic political commentary. And he wasn't lying in none of that. So, so you know, so is is this going to affect his ability to do that? I mean, the show got canceled, so I guess, you know. But not because of this. The show was canceled before. Um, but who the fuck knows why Netflix canceled stuff? You know, they they'll cancel a hit out of the blue sometimes. So who knows, you know. Uh, but I hope he's all right. You know, I, I don't know. You know, the anthrax on the baby stories is wild. The girl getting death threats. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, but yeah, using the girl's real name is kind of wild. Um, I, I think the fact that it's like more like a one man show type thing. I think he has plenty of room to say, listen, you know what? I fucked up. Like, com- yeah, comedians make shit up all the time. For effect, that's what I was doing. But to be honest, I crossed the line, so I'm not going to do that again. And I think it pretty much just goes away. But did he after. do that? I haven't heard him respond to any of this. Um, I haven't heard him respond after the fact to the to the article. I think he was probably. I, I would imagine that his representation was telling him like, "Well, let's just wait and see." You know, then the Russell Brand thing comes out. And it's like, okay, maybe the attention's off of us for a little bit. We don't need to really address it. You know, once it. Once it starts passing through, because it's pretty much passed out of the news cycle at this point. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think nah, mainstream news is really talking nah. about it that much. It, the, the, but the, main, the mainstream, the mainstream news ain't what really matter. You know, it's like, bro, because it could be one. It, it depend, what, what matters is how comedy fans whether they let it go, which they won't. You know what I'm saying? You could ask Mr. Steve Renazizi about that. They won't let this nigga slide for nothing. Like, like they act like he killed somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, if 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 he gets that treatment, then it's then it's never gonna go away. You know, and and he he gonna have to be able to like live with that. You know, like like adjust to that. You know. I think. I think for the kinds of comedy fans that do that, though, that sort of slime your name forever after, I don't think they super care about this Hassan Minaj situation. So I think he might, because with the Steve Ranazizi, it was like 9-11. You know, that's a special, that has a special place in people's, minds you know yeah yeah and that's and see and that's the thing right Pe- we've allowed people to tell jokes about 9-11 mm-hmm. you can joke about 9-11 all day but can you can you say like can you say you was there no <laughs> that's wild that's a wild thing to say you could do a bit about being in the towers during 9-11 as long as you didn't actually try to trick people into thinking you were there. If you're doing it for comedic effect, I think people 
wouldn't yeah, really care. But even this, see, see I think as long as it's funny, too. it's got to be funny. If it's just not a funny bit, then it doesn't work. Right, right. I, I mean, it, it. So I, because it's a, it's a, it's a little more nuanced than that, right? Like, you could have a bit about you being there when you weren't actually there. As long as it was apparent by the punchline that you weren't actually there, right? Right. Or you, if you were actually there, you could exaggerate or embellish about things that happened there. Mm-hmm. In a bit, you know what I mean. It's, and so there's a. I think the foundation of shit. It, it's a. It's a tricky thing. But 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 you know, it's like, you know, because you could start a. You could start a bit with like I was on the moon the other day. Now it's obvious to everyone that you weren't on the moon. Mm-hmm. Right. So the so it's permissible. You know, or sometimes you know you could have a joke. I was I was in the Twin Towers, and then and then you and then you, or or even let's just make it more about about it, it was like you could go oh yeah it was an, it was yeah it was an anthrax on my baby and whoopie whoopie whoop and it's a joke, right? And it's and it's clear to, to most people because I ain't gonna say everybody because some people are just fucking dense, but it's clear to most people that there wasn't any actual anthrax on a baby. I mean, I, I probably killed so several babies in my act, right? You know, um, in fact, you know, my um, my bio used to just say I've only I've only ever dropped one baby. And that's true. You know, but even if it weren't true, it, you know, it, that that's one of the things, you know, who's on, I don't know. I don't know. So there, there is a there is a gray area there and there's a way to do it there. But the way he did it is not the way that's the uh, I, I don't I don't think that I mean, obviously it isn't. But I also don't think people are as, are as upset about it as, because cause, cause I'll tell you what, I, I think most people are just kind of disappointed or confused about it, and I think the certain demographic of white people that hate uh, when racism is called out in any situation, even when it's true, especially hate this because it wasn't true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a real button for them. Um, no, untrue racism. How dare you? Right. You know, so that I, and, and whatever, I get it. You know? So it's a, it's a, I think those are the only people that are like real upset about it. I don't even think the girl is really as upset as white, white dudes are. No, no, you can't call somebody racist when they wasn't racist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You shouldn't do that. Um, but most of the time, it'd be it'd be accurate. So let's see. Well, the, uh, R, the R, I always say, Brian, the R word is the N word for white people. It really is. That's how they feel. Um, calling me racist is racist. Um, okay. Whoa, I like to click on our little doom. Y'all don't see our articles here, but we have a little category called doom, doom and gloom. Um, The dreaded rat lungworm, a parasite with a penchant for rats and slugs that occasionally finds itself rambling and writhing in human brains, has firmly established itself in the southeast United States and will likely continue its rapid invasion, a study published this week suggests. The study involves small-scale surveillance of dead rats in the Atlanta Zoo. Between 2019 and 2022, researchers continually turned up evidence of the worm. In all, the study identified seven out of 33 collected rats 
21%, with evidence of a rat lungworm infection. The infected animals were spread throughout the study's time frame, all in different months, with one in 2019, three in 2021, and three in 2022, indicating sustained transmission. Although small, the study suggests that the zoonotic parasite was introduced to and has become established. Wait a minute, I think zoonotic means it can, tra it can travel between animals and humans. Yep. Right? Yeah, established right. in a new area of the southeastern United States. The study's authors, led by researchers at the University of Georgia called College of Veterinary Medicine, concluded the study was published Wednesday in the Journal of Emerging Infectious Disease. Normally, adult worms live in the arteries around a rat's lungs, hence rat lungworm. There, they mate and lay eggs. The worm's larvae then burst out of the lungs, get coughed up by the rat, and are swallowed and eventually pooped out. From there, the larvae are picked up by slugs or snails. This can happen if the gastropod eat the rat poop or if the ravenous larvae just bore into their soft bodies. The larvae then develop in, in the slugs and snails, which ideally are eventually eaten by rats. Back in a rat, the late-stage larvae penetrate the intestine, enter the bloodstream, and migrate to the rat's central nervous system and brain. Okay, but how do they get into humans? Humans become accidental hosts in various ways. They may eat undercooked snails or inadvertently eat an infected slug or snail hiding in their unwashed salad. Infected snails and slugs can also be eaten by other animals first, like frogs, prawns, shrimp, or freshwater crabs. If humans then eat those animals before fully cooking them, they can become infected. When a rat lungworm finds itself in a human, it does what it usually does in rats. It heads to the central nervous system and brain. Sometimes the migration of the worms to the central nervous system is asymptomatic or only causes mild, transient symptoms, but sometimes they cause severe neurological dysfunction. This can start with nonspecific symptoms like headache, light sensitivity, and insomnia. Man, stop saying that. That's depression. And developing <laughs> the neck stiffness and pain, tingling or burning of the skin, double vision, bowel or bladder difficulties, and seizures. In severe cases, it can cause nerve damage, paralysis, coma, and even death. It's often thought that the worm can't complete its life cycle in humans and that it ends up idly wandering around the brain for a month or two before it eventually, it's eventually killed off by immune responses. However, there has been some evidence of adult worms reaching the human lungs. Regardless, there's no specific treatment for rat lungworm infection. No antiparasitic drugs have proven effective. And in fact, there's some evidence they can make symptoms worse by spurring more immune responses to dying worms. For now, supportive treatment, pain medications, and steroids are typically the only options. Ugh. Okay. Well. Nature is a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, just don't like, don't eat seafood or escargot in Atlanta. That's easy. That's easy <laughs> to do. You know, who the fuck is going to Atlanta for the seafood? Unless I'm missing something. I don't know nothing about it. Honestly. Atlanta's got great seafood. Uh, uh, not according to this no. article we just read. <laughs> um, okay. So let's try to... Oh, wait a minute. Do we, do we listen to this voicemail? Uh... Yeah, we. No. Which one you want to do? No, we'll no, we'll 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 do that. We'll do that tomorrow. Wait a minute. Let's do apologies to Umar. Sure, I'll play it. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? This is Jafari, living in Phoenix, I'm from Milwaukee. I just want to issue like a retraction on that Dr. Umar statement because he had that school done for a little while. In fact, when he finished that school, he had to do interviews. You know, he went right back on the Breakfast Club. He like, oh. You know, we were trying to do it within the community. He had issues with contractors, stuff like that. Not that, like, the point you're making is wrong or anything like that. 
I just wanted to add that because that's a narrative that's been going on around for a little while. I feel like he caught a lot of heat from it. And not a lot of people said anything when he finally built it. Um, yeah, man, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, stay blessed. Okay, so I thought what you just said, I thought that too. Okay. But looking further into it, okay, the, the school is not built. He bought He bought a property. And from what I can see, um, it it's still not open and it's still not complete. And then all the pictures posted of it are doctored. There's no students. The you, you know, all, I mean, all the pictures that are posted of it are photoshopped, right? So, uh, so the same building that they're taking pictures of, people drive by the building and don't look like those pictures. Um, so may, maybe maybe you can educate me. Send me a link or something like that. The uh, uh, let me see. I'm pulling up an article here. This is as of June 26th. Uh, let me see. The blame game. Um, let me see if I can find just school in this thing. So I'm got to read the whole fucking thing. Dr. Umar's school and even promising to help us with his community that they're dog. Um, what is this? This looks just like a hater. Um, we don't. We don't. So, is there any evidence that there's actually been any construction, or is it just photos well, no, of he, the exterior he, of the school of the well, he, school right. site? Well, he he bought a building. Okay. And there's pictures of the building on his social media but there are no there's no one going to the school and people that have gone by the school say that it doesn't look like it does on social media it mm-hmm. looks like it looks like it always has you know it's an it was an abandoned building i mean I, listen i want this to work i want this to be a thing i'm, I'm not a dr umar hater necessarily i mean i think it's crazy to, you know the people that think that uh Black liberation is like going back to the seventies or whatever. I think that's kind of wild. Um, mm-hmm. Are you a fan in general of or a supporter in general of Pan Africanism? Doctor a Pan a Pan Pan African, right? Uh, yeah, I think he calls himself the the Prince of Pan Pan Africanism. Ah. Um. Uh, but but it's all it always ends with give me, give me some money. So here's an update. Well, that's from 2021. So so I would love to ask. Let me just see. Let me just Google it. Uh, I mean, I'm see. googling it, and I can't find any evidence that the school has actually been built. All I can find is that he apparently leased or bought a site and he has pictures of the site but they are renderings right right exactly and 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 there hasn't actually as far as i can tell been any students students at the school or that the school is even fit for purpose at this point to have students yeah and i'm reading here that the school is not listed as an asset for his nonprofit. so what is this building hmm 
I mean, see, I see, I see pictures of this is a this is a supposedly a picture of a classroom, but again, this is you know I don't know the school isn't open, you know, and and <clears throat> you know his reason for that has been that he doesn't have the support of the black community, you know that if 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 everyone would volunteer their time, it would have been open to. You know, yeah, I, this is what I heard him saying. So I, I, you know, is it a grift or is he genuine? I have no idea because I try not to pay attention to people like this for very long. You know, like I, I'm not one of like I don't I don't dive into like what celebrities are up to. You know, who they mm-hmm. married to, who they fucking, and all that. It's like I don't think that's interesting. You know, it's not interesting to me. So you know. I, I, I don't keep up with Dr. Umar, but every time, every now and then, when I look into it, the school ain't open. You know, and I and when I saw the latest interview I saw him doing, which I believe was on The Breakfast Club, you know, it, the reason he gave was that the black community doesn't support him. You know, but I think he raised like half a million dollars from the black community for the school. Which is not enough money for a school, to be honest, but... No, no, not no. really. But... You know, I have no idea. Because cause here's the other thing. It's rich people in the black... Like, you know, LeBron James has a school. Mm. You know? And I and I don't know how much that cost him. But, I mean, I think Dr. Umar has been taking donations for the school for like 10 years. Okay. You know, so I, you know, I, I, again, I want it to be true, but it don't seem true. What is his background that, like, why would somebody trust that he is the appropriate person to run a school does he have training or experience as a school administrator or a teacher or well he's the prince of pan-africanism okay he has a doctorate in psychology okay um and um and i think that's about it i don't i don't know if uh, but what but what quality what would qualify you to be able to run a school and i think he has been a teacher Honestly, but I don't know. I mean, I'd want to see experience. I, this is a non-exhaustive list, but you know, if somebody had experience as as a in school administration, um, budgeting, operations, et cetera, et cetera, accreditation, that kind of stuff. That's what you'd want to see. You want to see experience yeah, these, with, these, with the school board and stuff like that. These people. Okay, so this lady says most of Umar supporters, and okay, and she. Uh, she wrote this in February. Most of Umar supporters have no idea how nonprofits or schools work. Umar tells a lot of lies, but his supporters just accept it. The lie about him being sabotaged by a white closing attorney to explain why he owes taxes after buying a school, that makes no sense because the closing attorney has nothing to do with confirming or keeping up with his nonprofit approval. Umar didn't report his donations on a 990 to the IRS for three years, so they revoked his nonprofit approval. When people called him out about not reporting his 990s every year, he then said he didn't report because he didn't know his 501c3 was approved and blamed the IRS for not telling him. These two stories don't even work together. It's mind-boggling how people can't hear this and realize this man is a horrible liar and a scammer. To clarify, Umar's original nonprofit was a 501c3 approved before COVID. He refused to report donations, so they revoked it. Instead of pr- providing them the info needed to reactivate, he applied for a new EIN and got a 501c3 approval under that. 
That is probably the EIN that shows after COVID. He claims he only earned 700K, but many believe he took in closer to 2 million. The 700K only accounts for the GoFundMe total. It does not include Cash App, PayPal, and cash or checks he received in the last six years. He didn't activate the first nonprofit because he didn't want to report the real amount received. I mean, I, because this is just some lady on Reddit saying this, right? So, or on social media saying this. So I wouldn't say that that necessarily proves that he's lying, but if the case- Oh, this this isn't even Reddit. This is Lipstick Alley. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, so she could just be talking out of her ass. But if, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, if if he didn't have his shit together enough to know when his 501c3 was approved, then what evidence do you have that he's going to be capable of running a school? Like, you know, there's paperwork involved with running a school properly. So like if you if you can't if you can't keep on top of your taxes, it doesn't seem like you're the right person to be running the school. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean this feels like a grift to me. So, you know, I'm not giving that motherfucker no money. <laughs> You know, because I, I ain't never seen him do none of the stuff he said he was going to do. Yeah. You know, I see him giving speeches. I see him making a lot of grand gestures and promises. You know, I'm going to open a school by Marcus Garvey's birthday. I'm going to open a school when uh, Asada Shakur was born. You know, and it's, and just it just keeps getting kicked down the line, you know. And so, you know, we'll probably get, we probably get, probably get another chronic from dr dre before we get to dr uma school i'm also just going to point this out uh if you go to the website for it number one it's a dot com instead of a uh dot edu edu, okay but also the only thing that works on here is the donate button so (laughs) yeah so like when is it opening that's what i'm trying to figure out well, apparently it's open right now, Brian, for online tutorials or, or on, online tutoring, but there's no link to where that is available. It says, thanks to your donations, online tutoring is now available. So Enroll what, today, but there's no link. What is the website? Okay, I'm on drumarjohnson.com. I'm um, on fdmga.com. fdmga.com. Okay, but and wait a minute. There's no link to the school on... Oh, I can buy tickets. Um, I can be a platinum diamond member. Okay. Okay. FDMG Leadership Academy. Okay. But there's no link to. Okay. I can buy a lot of stuff, but where is the school? Oh, resumes for the for the academy. Okay. I see that. Dr. Umar at yahoo.com. Okay, that makes sense. Dr. Umar, not at drumar.com. All right. Okay, I can definitely donate to the Academy three different ways. Cash App, PayPal, Cash Me. 
I don't see a way to go straight to. Okay, so I'm just gonna go to FD. You say FDMG.com. FDMGA.com is what I found. Okay, Frederick Douglass. That's a nice website. Not bad. A little low res. Um. Okay. I mean, this looks legit. Oh, you think so? New campus in Atlanta. School supplies. I don't think it looks legit. So they need $400,000 before they open, and they already have $246,000. So maybe I will donate. Maybe I'll send them a little. No. <laughs> uh, book tour. So, so they can't. Okay, so they can't. They need four hundred thousand dollars to open. Now, that, now listen. See, that's the thing. It's not unreasonable. Like that seems reasonable, right? Like in in a vacuum, needing four hundred thousand dollars before a school can be open doesn't seem crazy. I think it seems crazy because it's too low. But maybe that's all they need left. Now, I think what's uh-huh. also crazy is that there's a little girl in this picture. Um, on the website, and I thought that the school was only for boys. Well, this picture is just a random, random stock photo. stock, stock photo. Um, yeah, so I don't know how to feel about it, and that's the thing. I, you can't have none of my money if I don't know. Like that's just how it is. Oh, there's a Swahili lesson. Is it on YouTube? Was that Vimeo? Uh, actually, well done video. Did they make it? Um, yeah, it looks like they made it. Okay. Um, right. but I, but yeah, it's it's it, it. That's the thing. Is like everything around this. It seem it's it's it seems like. 80% legit and then you see little things where you're like I don't know I don't know well okay let's 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 attack this from the other direction if it was a scam how would it look any different oh facts yeah that's good that's a good that's a good point that's a good point I don't know I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but but I do know that because because here's the thing. I'm starting from the place of you have to convince me for me to send you money. Yes, I'm not gonna send you money and then hope for the best. You know, so it's like I'm not convinced. So that's all it is. That's that is that is. I think that's the appropriate null hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. to operate from. Don't get my money unless you prove to me that it's gonna go somewhere. And the, and the thing is, the fact that it even that it even feels like a scam a little bit is enough for me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, educate us, you know, uh, Jafari. Educate us. Send us send us some send us, send us some stuff. Email us. Yeah, I would love to know. I would love to know if you know something that we don't. Um, sorry, I would love but- for this to be legit. And so I would love to see evidence that it's legit. All right, and that feels like a good stopping point. We've been going for it's two it's two p.m. now. Right, over here. Yeah, let's do um, uh, you know what? Let, can we do one? Let's do one more quick 
story, some light, since we got we got a lot of dark stuff. Let's do um, young women uh, won't date people who listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, Where's that? If you do, it's the it's the it's towards the top of the trello. Young women are more liberal than young men. This is from Chain's research. They Which I don't know how I don't know how reliable change research is. I just this popped up on Reddit and looked interesting. There, if you scroll down, there are red flags in a partner, and they polled 1,000 registered voters aged 18 to 34 in the U.S. And then they asked them whether these were red flags. Capitalism, socialism. I don't see the red flags. Oh, scroll scroll down to the bottom. See red flags in a partner. Do you consider oh. each of the following behaviors or traits a green, beige, or red flag in a partner? <laughs> one of the green flags is they say Black Lives Matter. It's also one of the red flags. Right. This is a. Well, it's 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 so they say Black Lives Matter for women. That is a green flag in a partner for 60% of women. It is a red flag for 14% of women. Um, no, all lives matter is, a, is one of the red flags. It's not one of the green flags. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean. No, no, uh, they're, they're, in, they're in both. There's just different percentages for them. So. Uh, okay. So uh, all lives matter is 21% of women say that's a green flag. And all lives matter, 60% of women say it's a red flag. Okay, <clears throat> they, how do they even come up with these questions? They are so unbothered they never ask for details. What? I think that's like Gen Z speak. Okay. They, <laughs> this was like a class project. They identify as a communist, 55%. They listen to Joe Rogan, 55% say it's a red flag. They identify as conservative, 54%. They refuse to see the Barbie movie. 52. Okay, this is childish. <laughs> they refuse to see the Barbie movie? Th that's how you pick your partner? They don't care about politics. 50-50. They own a gun. Only 27% of women see that as a red flag. That's crazy. Because it, it seems like whatever this group of women is, they asked uh, would be really anti-gun. They watch reality dating shows. That's not a red flag. That's a total red flag. They talk about politics frequently. Uh, they're into astrology. See, that's a red flag for me. So for let's see, for men, men say into astrology. There's the astrology one. 41% of men say that that's a red flag for them. If a um, woman is into astrology. They read. <laughs> They read, that's a 95% for women, even though that's crazy because most of the women I meet don't read. They don't there read books. And yeah, and 91% and of men say that's a green flag. And that's crazy because like, like I said, most of, most of the people I meet don't read. So who, I would love to know where they pulled these people from. It's funny because I wonder how much of this stuff is there's a name for it that escapes me. But when you poll people, a lot of times people will respond. Their responses will align with what they think they're supposed to say. 
rather than what they actually think, right? So with men, you know, here it says 91% of men consider a woman who reads, they consider that to be a green flag. But I would bet most men don't care. But they say in the poll that they care. That's what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say that reading is a green flag. Right. Do you have any it's, you have any green flags or red flags, Ryan? It's so but it's so crazy to me that they listen to Joe Rogan is even a question. Well, I think because listening to Joe Rogan has become sort of a cultural identifier at this point. Oh you know? wow. Cuz like cuz like the, it's it's similar to like, Okay, to see you the listen to Joe Rogan, but do you hear Joe Rogan? <laughs> cuz some people, you know, cuz cuz I think most of Rogan's listeners listen when he's talking to someone that they are interested in. That's probably true. And that can vary wildly from like a fighter to a scientist to a political person. The political people are the worst episodes. 100%. Yeah, I wish he would stop talking to politicians, man. They fucking suck. I hate, like every time I'm around them, you can just feel it. It's like being around a vampire, (laughs) you know? Um, okay. So yeah, I would love to know where they where they took these uh polls from. Do you like what Yeah, go ahead. Like where where like where do they find the people that they ask? Uh, let's see. And, and, oh, <clears throat> and they ask people 18, 18 to 34, 35 to 49, 50 to 64, and 65 plus. Which of the following best describes how you identify politically? So, okay, well, that's no. Um, well, young women are mostly liberal, and young men are. Let's see, poll sample and methodologies. We use the following sources to recruit respondents: targeted advertisements using the Meta advertising platform, which I have heard, uh, like that. That, that is, a, there are, there are ways to do that properly. Um, and SMS text messages. Uh, and then they were directed to a survey hosted on SurveyMonkey's website. The yeah, ad- see, my, see, my problem with surveys is there's only a certain type of person that takes surveys. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck, t- when's the last time you took a survey, Rob? Uh, I do not remember the last time I took a survey. Exactly. Like, people like us, I don't get, I'm getting polled. Like, people like me that, like, I get irritated by that kind of shit. I don't even do that shit on the, like, well, you know how you, you spend all day talking to a customer service person and then at the end of the call they go, would you please stay on the line for us? Well, fuck no. Why would I do that? You could, yeah. I could have, t- I could have took the survey while I was on hold, you know, but now <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, but this is interesting. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. No, it's just food for thought. Yeah. Um, so let, do, yeah, do you have any green flags or red flags? Yeah, the, the the astrology thing is a big one. It's a red flag for you? It, it's a gray flag. Okay. A beige flag, they would call it. Even though I don't know why beige is. Um, yeah, because it means that you're willing to be, unre- uh, like you're willing to make, it depends on how deeply into it you are. Like, right. Cause, because it means that you're willing to make life-altering decisions based on the stars. And that's crazy to me. You know, um, yeah. 
it, Especially it, depend, you, it depends on if somebody's into astrology where it's like they're like well i am a gemini and you're like yeah whatever i don't give a shit about that but if they're like no 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 i can't i can't i can't uh I can't sign this lease because this apartment building was built on this day and Mercury was in retrograde that time or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's some people are fucking nuts. And then some people are real good at pretending like they don't they're not really that into it and they really live their whole lives by it. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> um but then another one is like not not being willing to like um take responsibility, you know what I mean? Mhm. So, um I think that's a big one. Um my mom is my best friend. That's a, that's a board mission right there, to me. Mm, really? Oh yeah, or being or or being obsessed with your ex. That makes sense. That's a, that's a huge red flag. I ain't with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big. That's a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's about it. I ain't really. I ain't too picky like that. Hygiene. That's a big one. You know what I mean? Politics. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, like, if, you know, if your pussy smell bad on back-to-back outings, that's a wrap for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, and, and I just, I think that's it, really. You know, I, I'm I'm not, because red flag meaning deal breaker. I, you know what, I'm going to have to really think about this to, like, make a list but you know it when you feel it. You know it when you're around and you're like, I'm not going to be able to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even want to talk about it. Swastika tattoo. You're like, ah, I don't Cause, think I cause, can. Because see, that's the thing to me is there's a there's red flags, but there's like, you know, there's flags that aren't quite red. Like, I guess that's what the beige is. It's just like, it's things that like we can talk about this and maybe we can get past it or compromise, but there's things where it's like, I, we don't even need to talk about it. It's no compromise. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you got, you know, you like you got a swastika on your butt cheek. You know what I mean? Like that's, a, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Or it's like, you QAnon. You know what I mean? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you a flat earther. I'm out. You, you dumb. I can't deal, I, anything like that, where it's like you, your, your life has succumbed to, being illogical, like that's your whole identity. I can't fuck with you. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, well, I mean, I've been out of the dating game for a long time. But when I was living, when I moved to California, I had to, I had to, I had to soften the brightness on some of them red flags because mm-hmm. I used to be really anti like astrology and stuff like that. And there's a lot of woo woo stuff out in L.A. So like. If woo woo is a red flag for you, you're just not gonna date in LA. Facts, facts, but it's not so just had, LA. Had, let me tell you, I had to soften my stance on that. But uh, but my wife's not woo woo at all. So there is there is hope out there. But um, I don't know if somebody's really religious, I can't fuck with that. Yeah, you can be you can be woo woo all you want, as long as it don't fuck with my peace or cost me money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, woo 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 all day. All right, uh, all right, let's call it, let's call it there. Let's do these. Right, yeah. Don't forget, any questions, comments, concerns, email us at bswithbryansimpson at uh, uh, gmail.com. Hey, listen, by the time this comes out, I'm going to be at Skankfest this weekend. I'm going to be at Zany's in Chicago and Zany's Rosemont n- next weekend, the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Go to my link tree. Go to bryansimpsoncomedy.com to get tickets to that. I'm going to be in Slash Splitters at, in Tampa, Florida, the weekend after that on October 12th, 13th, and 14th. 
Come fuck with your boy. Oh, and you know what? Might as well say I'm going to be at Rumors Comedy Club in, uh, I think that's in what? Winnipeg, nigga? Yeah, Winnipeg. Um, Canada. Um, oh, at the end of the month. So, actually, no, that's November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So, yeah, get all those tickets right now. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. And Addison Improv. Um, I think that's right outside of Dallas on the 10th, 11th, and 12th of November. So get them tickets right now. They're on sale. Go click those links. Um, and we'll see y'all next time.